3D Movie Time Capsule for 2010. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf. I have with me Jake. Howdy, folks. And Krista. Hello. And welcome to a new episode of 3D Movie Time Capsule. So this this week we're doing 2010, 10 years ago. 3D movies that came out 10 years ago. It feels like forever ago that was 10 years ago, doesn't it, Krista? I was 13. Wow. <laughs> but um, that's neither here or there. So let's go through the 3D movies of 2010. We're not going to go through every single one of these movies. Um, every, not every single movie that released in 2010, because there's a lot of obscure stuff that we don't know anything about. Um, like, we don't really know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh! 3D Bonds Beyond Time. I know Yu-Gi-Oh! is kind of like a cousin of Pokemon with cards, but i never seen the movie, so we're not going to talk about it. And, you know, we're going to try to talk about the, the more major movies here, some more some interesting stuff here and there you may not know about. But if you missed a favorite movie, you know, comment and tell us what you thought. So, Jake, what do you want to talk about first? Ah, do you want to talk about a good one or a bad one? Uh, Jake, I'll let you decide. Okay, let's talk about probably the best movie to come out in um, 2010, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. This is one of my favorite 3D movies, like, of all time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to joke, I said, I said, this one is so good, I'd even watch it in 2D. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, How to Train Your Dragon is set up a three-movie franchise each movie being fantastic, each movie having wonderful 3D. Um, so, yeah. And then they all have heart and compassion, and they're just more than kids' cartoons. So it's a great franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Toothless and Hiccup are going to be the bromance of the ages. There's a lot of good uh, 3D mo moments in this film that like use 3D really creatively. Like one of the things they do is use like flattening depth to make you lean in. So like or like using depth to like uh, expand. So like you have to like an example of this is in the uh, whenever we first meet Toothless. Like, there's a moment where, like, he's just, like, lying there, like, breathing, and, like, you know, uh, Hiccup is coming closer trying to look at him, and, like, at that moment, Toothless is, like, really shallow depth, and then Toothless jumps up and, like, pounces on Hiccup, and in that moment, depth becomes, like, really, really intense. So it does a lot of stuff like that. And the flying scenes were great, too, in 3D. Oh, the flying scenes are gorgeous. Like, all the clouds, like, just, like, the moment of, like, like uh, what was it called? Pick up an Astrid flying over, like, the sunsets. That's such a gorgeous shot. <laughs> and the character designs of this are amazing. The color choices, how they, oh, they're just so gorgeous. And the dragons, oh, my God. Uh, they launched a toy line. I mean, they even gave the dragons each a little personality. So you got all these dragons, all of Hiccup's friends. I mean, this thing is loaded with great characters. The dragons I want to mention 
the animation on them are fantastic. They have like a cat features, but they like they seem like animals. They feel like actual things, um, which mm-hmm. is amazing for an animated movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I I thought that was so genius to make them cat like instead of like a lizard with bat wings. Because mm-hmm. the movements were incredible. The the stereographer that this was a. Uh, Philly 3D McNally, um, and he's just a great stereographer. He's work on, worked on like a lot of DreamWorks stuff, and like he's one of the best stereographers in my opinion. Yeah, and this whole series here is, is great. Krista, have you seen the third one yet? I haven't. I'm gonna have to let you might get my code to movies anywhere so you can watch more movies. <laughs> Because I have them all digitally, so I should do that as a, a nice feature for y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. Give you my password to Movies Anywhere so you can see those movies. Because, uh, yeah, I think that would be a good thing to talk about because I love all three of these movies. Uh, Jake, you too? Mm-hmm. Yep, this is a great series. Okay. So going from one great movie, oh, God, to one terrible movie. Alice in Wonderland, the live-action Disney movie. I hate this movie. This is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen, and, like, not in a good way. I hate this movie. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. The 3D is bad. Um, this is the whole age of uh, the creepy, you know, what's the actor's name? I forgot his act name because it blocked him from my memory. <sighs> that played... Um, What's Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. Oh my god, Johnny Depp. I hate him now because movies like this. He's a great actor, but this was a bad movie and oh okay. This is like the point where like Johnny Depp became a self parody. Yeah. Uh, but so I have a story about this. Uh in terms of the three D, this the stereographer team that originally worked on this. Like, originally, the plan was for this to be shot in native 3D, and shooting it in native 3D would have given them, like, a lot of creative control over the stereography. But, like, some higher-up decided, no, we're not going to do that, and just, like, like threw all the stereographers under the, the, the bus. So, like, none of that work went into it, and like instead, it's just like a very, very crappy conversion of a crappy movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, twenty ten was probably the uh, probably one of the worst years for three D. Well, other than now, but because it's as bad as that movie is, it doesn't even make my list of worst movies of twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten has a whole lot of turds in this mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There were a lot of floaters in this punch bowl. This, I mean, it, we go from a great movie, a classic movie, to a really bad movie. <laughs> and there's a lot of bad movies here, and a lot of good ones. But bad is probably a good. You know, this is a bad year. So, <sighs> all right, let's keep going here. Uh, Krista, do you want to talk about the next movie? Okay. I don't know if this is still a thing, but, like, certainly in 2010, there was, like, this era of, like, a bunch of 3D concert movies for some reason. Like, uh, 
like there was like a Katy Perry in 3D, and I believe there was like Jonas Brothers in 3D, and like uh huh, Miley. Yep. yep there yep. was. I think it, I believe it started with U2 in 3D, uh, actually. But 2010, we get Kenny Chesney in 3D. Kenny Chesney is like, uh, he's like a country singer with no personality is the best way I can describe him. Like, he's not even a good country singer. Like, he's like off-brand country. <laughs> um what? He has his own uh, rum label. I'm sorry to anyone who is a Kenny Chesney fan. I just think he is so boring and bland. And, and his like, rum. Even as someone who grew up on country, I do not like him. <laughs> um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. The story I have about his movie is that uh, I don't know whose fault this was, if it was like directors or stereographers or camera person or who but when they were filming this this movie they, they only got 3d shots from far away they didn't get any 3d shots that were close-ups of his face which i feel like someone at some point should have noticed that um so what they had to do was go back to the venues and like ask the venues if they had any footage of his face but of course all of those that footage was in 2d so what you have in this film uh is like all the far away shots are in 3d and all the close-up shots are in 2d and this is actually somewhat of a common technique in uh concert films is they will put in random 2d shots and like if there's if they're they're only here and there like you probably won't notice that like some of the shots are in 2d but with this film literally all of the shots of his face are in 2d and so it's like just like a such a weird juxtaposition and uh these uh concert movies were nothing like a movie movie there was no content really right it was just like a concert that they record and that's it and there's nothing to it there's no story yeah it's not even like if if i remember correctly there might be like a couple interviews thrown in but it's like mo i don't even think that's true a lot of the time i think it's literally just they filmed a concert in 3d a lot so of the time if you, if you like concert films like uh really a uh, vanilla country this might be for you <laughs> like like i'm pretty sure this is a bad movie i'm just saying <laughs> yeah his rum sucks so and this was before the time where everyone had smartphones or they would just record it for you so you didn't have to buy it <laughs> all right uh so jake what's the next movie you're talking about Oh, let's go to the creme de la creme of um, – some people say this is the worst 3D movie ever made. Uh, I disagree. Uh, there's – I don't think we'll – I don't think we've hit rock bottom yet. But let's talk about The Last Airbender. Oh. Also known as Avatar The Last Airbender. 
Should not be confused with Avatar, the James Cameron action movie. Cameron movie. Okay, um, um, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong, or whoever you, his name is, like, this is, uh, like, I don't even know where to start with this movie. Like, it's probably, just wrong. Okay. This is coming from someone who loved The Last Airbender, the TV show. I love the TV show so, so much. This movie absolutely butchered the TV show in every way imaginable. Uh-huh. And then just decided, oh, and uh, I'm going to make it steampunk. Okay, like, like, I mean, like, there's so many horrible examples. Like, I can't even, like, begin to... And like how bad this movie is but just as one example is in the tv show the um the main character ang talks to one of his past lives named roku and he gets advice from his past life in the movie for some reason that is completely beyond me they replaced roku with this weird animatronic dragon that as far as i can tell has no purpose whatsoever yeah and this thing was miscast from top to bottom oh yeah this is like this is like literally where you get the word um race bending because yeah. uh that like this is a asian tv show set in a world where everyone is Asian, and they cast a bunch of white kids. Yeah. They just decided to give each uh, Earth sign its, its own ethnic group. So how was the 3D? <laughs> and, oh, the, the, the CGI was like the worst CGI you will ever see in your life. Uh, the only reason it's better than a German conversion and it's better than Clash of the Titans. Like this is like like this movie was so so bad that like even though Netflix is talking about um like doing a live action version of the TV show again, they are having to distance themselves so hard from this movie. They're being like, We promise it's not gonna be like this movie. We promise it's actually gonna be good. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe M. Night Shyamalan gets to still make movies. And Pat, what, and Patty Jenkins wins an Oscar, and it was 10 years until she could make her next movie. And this uh, clown just cranks him out. All right, so Avatar and Last Airbender, one of the worst movies of 2010, if not the worst, right? I, I, I was the worst. This is. This is one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. Like, like, I saw this movie in theaters and I then blacked it out of my mind until someone mentions yeah. it, in which case I then go on a rant. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, this gets a one. So let's keep going here to another turd. Clash of the Titans. I've never seen this movie. Now, the only thing about this movie is that the 3D is really bad and it gave people headaches and everyone hates the 3D aspect of this movie. And uh, when I actually interviewed 
um, from Marvel, uh, the guy said that he knew the guys did this and only had like five to six weeks to convert it. So they did what they could. But Crash of the Titans, I've never seen this movie. Jake, what, have you seen it? Yes. And? It's terrible. It's a lame-ass remake. Uh, I mean, uh, I... I personally think it's worse than Gods of Egypt because at least Gods of Egypt is funny. Uh, this movie isn't even funny. It's just a boring, dreadful mess with bad 3D. All right, Krista, you got anything to add or no? I don't know. All right, let's keep going. I mean, we got a lot of movies to talk about. So uh, there's a, a, a movie called Shrek. Forever After, the fourth Shrek movie. And the other three also came out this year as a 3D uh, releases. So I gave up on the Shrek franchise after the third one. Um, so how is the fourth one? The fourth one is really, really good. Yeah, and the 3D is really good, isn't it? Okay. What's the story with this one? Okay, so the, the story, I believe this is the one where... Rumpelstiltskin, I forget Rumpelstiltskin's motivations, to be honest, but basically uh, he cons Shrek into giving up one day of his life in exchange for, I don't know what he wanted, but um, basically the day that Shrek trades of his life is the day he was born, so Rumpelstiltskin creates a world in which Shrek was never born. And in this world, Fiona is an abject badass who is, like, um, leading, like, this army of ogres uh, in, like, a war. <laughs> and, like, Shrek falls, like, Shrek is trying to convince Fiona, like, you know, we're actually married in, like, this alternate timeline. And at first, Fiona will not give him the time of day, but, like, eventually... She falls back in love with him. It's it's a it's a really interesting plot line compared to like the way they they even I don't even know what the hell the third one was about. Anyway, it's a it's a good movie. Okay, uh, Jake, you got anything to add? Not really. She remembered it better than me. I just remembered that it was better than the previous two. Kind of as a return to form to the first one. I thought the second one was the best. Um, I'm going to have to watch them again uh, to check that out. The first one is good. The second one is good. The third one doesn't exist. The fourth one is good. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm right that the third one's bad. What even the hell is that? And, uh, oh, yeah, and then there's Puss in Boots, which is pretty good. Yeah, we'll get to Puss in Boots eventually. Yeah. Um, that's that. When does that one come out? I think it's 2011, 2012. Yeah, like it's, it's down the road, but it they. Yeah, I was bummed that it wasn't in the box set. Yeah. But but I did get the disc on its own. So the fourth one is the only one that was made like actually in 3D. All the rest are conversions. Yeah, and they're not, and they just converted the film. They didn't convert it from files like they did with the Toy Stories. So the Toy Stories look really good. You you don't even really notice that they really weren't designed for 3D. 
because the 3D is good. Okay. So let's uh, keep going here. So, Jake, what's the next movie you want to talk about? Oh, I guess we should talk about The Nutcracker. And believe it or not, uh, there's more than one bad Nutcracker in 3D. But this one is by far the worst. I'm pretty sure this is the movie that uh, turned my mom against 3D permanently. I know a lot of people this movie turned them off. Not only uh, 3D, but the Nutcracker altogether. That's so unfortunate. I, I love Nutcracker as a little girl, but th- apparently the 3D in this movie was just dismally bad. It's not only bad. This is the most wrong. This is one of the most wrong-headed movies I have ever seen. This movie has more in common with Schindler's List than it does with the Nutcracker. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. What the hell kind of movie is this? Uh, a bunch of Germans and stuff. They, I don't know why they just don't film the ballet. People like the ballet. They don't like the story. They don't like the book it's based on. They like the ballet. That's it. Are you telling me they did a Nutcracker film without any ballet? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. The second, oh, my God. Disney just did it as an action adventure with barely any ballet in it. Y'all, how, how did Barbie do a better version of the Nutcracker than, like, fully funded actual production? Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure Tom and Jerry have also done a Nutcracker. They must have. Oh, I guess I should ask you. You wouldn't happen to know if the Barbie one's in 3D or not. No, the only Barbie movie that's in 3D uh, was uh, the Pegasus one. I forget the name of it. I I really wish more Barbie movies were in 3D. Like, that would be my jam. But there's only one that was released in Anaglyph. Yeah. All right, so let's keep going here. We got a French movie. What's Strike? You know what this is, Jake? Oh, off the. It's it's one of my holy grails. It's one I have been wanting to see, and I have been trying to find a 3D disc with English subtitles because my French sucks as bad as my Spanish sucks. So, uh, I've been trying to hunt this disc down for almost 10 years now without much luck. I do apologize for any French people. Uh, I probably butchered that. <laughs> yeah, we want to support your film industry. In fact, I'll be in a uh, later year, I'll be raving about a French uh, 3D movie. I mean, oh my gosh. Um, one of the short films that I saw... I, I somehow saw it with English subtitles, but have not been able to find it again in France. Like, it's just so impossible to find French 3D movies. Like, I really wish I could find them more easily, but... Try Amazon France. Oh, that's true. All right, so Krista, what movie do you want to talk about next? Oh, jeez. Uh... We did, have we talked about Toy Story yet? We have not talked about Toy Story 3. The 
what should have been the final Toy Story movie, but Toy Story 4 I still love. Toy Story 3 I love. I think Toy Story 3 was also the first one that was made in 3D, whereas the other two were converted. Uh, I have only seen clips of it in 3D, so I can't comment on the overall quality, but like what I did see in 3D was pretty good. It's, yeah, it's really good. I'll confirm that. It looked wonderful. Um, when I saw it, I thought it was only okay, but it might have just been my theater. You know, theaters being inconsistent and 3D being new then. Um, I don't remember it being terrible, but I don't remember it being amazing either. I just kind of thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, have I seen better 3D since then? Of course. But I remember at the time being really impressed with the 3D. Mm-hmm. And the movie itself is beautiful, wonderful, and... Uh, um, yeah, if you don't cry watching this, you have no soul. Yeah, this is a this is a ten. They knocked this one out of the park. All right, next movie we're talking about is Despicable Me, um, the first Minion movie. I've never seen this. Jake, how is Despicable Me, and how's the three D? Uh, I like this movie a lot. I didn't think I would. I just thought this would be another soulless cash grab to sell toys to kids. Kind of like, oh, we'll have yellow guys be like the smurfs except they're yellow instead of blue uh but i really like this story of a would-be scientific evil genius uh who adopts uh girls it's kind of like in the same vibe as Doc- dr horrible's sing-along vlog but um except, uh, happier yeah not as dark <laughs> um great character designs this I mean, the 3D's good. I mean, this is just a beautiful movie. Uh, but everybody just liked the Minions. Um, they were fine in small doses. Uh, this is the only movie that you will it not be like 90% Minion. Yeah, they kind of overdid it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. But this, but this is just a wonderful movie. I loved uh, Steve Carell as Gru. Just such a great performance. All right, so let's keep going here to uh, Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore. I have never seen any of the Cats and Dogs movies. Uh, Krista, have you watched this? No. Jake? Yeah, I've seen it. It's terrible. 3D's mediocre. It's just kind of there. It's not bad like Food Fight or Rhapsody of Kids, so it's not memorable. Uh, It's just bland and uh, mediocre. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Turtle's Tale, Sammy's Adventures. I have no idea what this is. Jake? Oh, these are kind of, uh, these are obviously inspired by Finding Nemo. Uh, They're European, probably French. They've got great character designs, a story that has really nothing to do with uh, Nemo, and it's about turtles and just traveling around the ocean, growing up. It's nice designs. This is there's a lot more quality into these movies than most of your European knockoffs of uh, Disney films. Great eco message. Uh, if you got a kid who, uh, and it's uh, real kid friendly, 
and it won't bore the adults too much. So I highly uh, recommend. I recommend uh, they've been released under many names, so you may want to check um, IMDBE to get um, aliases for it. Um, it unfortunately it never got a 3D US release. Now, 2010 was a weird year because we had a whole bunch of animal movies, and that's this is the first one of many that we're going to go mm -hmm. to. The next one is a, quite a different movie. It is a bad movie, but so bad it's good. You know what movie I'm talking about, Jake? Must be Piranha 3D. Oh, yeah. Chris, have you watched this? No. Oh, you missed out. <laughs> oh, this is uh, one of my Sharknado movies. This is a perfect on a double feature with Jaws 3D. This is so stupid. Um, you know, the piranhas start attacking people, and they live up the stupid angle. There's like a whole scene with um, a pervert getting the, his comeuppance in the water. Um, yeah, and this is <laughs> opportunity exploitation. Uh, male and female characters are equally exploited in this movie. So there's no, uh, strangely enough for a pervert bro movie, this movie would pass the back Bechtel test probably. So <laughs> but it is, uh, it's one of those kind of um, sci-fi movie type flicks with an edge to it. Yeah. I know there's you all know this, but just to be clear, Piranhas don't do this. No. <laughs> yeah. No. This has no basis in reality. Um, this is basically a shark attack movie with piranhas. And it's a remake of uh, another piranha movie. Oh. And Christopher Lloyd's in here and he's hilarious. Uh huh. Yeah, he's. Christopher he's Lloyd is in this movie? Uh, he's been. Yeah, he's in several 3D movies in this time period. Uh, Call of the Wild. Um, what else was he in? He's been in. Um, I'm blanking, but he's in several. Now, sadly, I remember the 3D being not that great in this movie. <laughs> um, it's just being kind of dark and muddy, and uh, you know they had some scenes that were cool, but for the most part, I thought it was weird, and not good. But it might have been theater. I don't remember it being great, but I've it's it's. I have found with watching 3D at home, I almost have to adjust my TV set between movies because they're all different depth and stuff. There was I an era of like quick and dirty uh, horror movies that they just did 3D for cause without like actually <laughs> doing 3D well. Yeah, there's tons of... Uh, what they call the shark attack 3D movies. You know, the Meg, Jaws 3D, and there's a couple more. Now, uh, let's go to the next animal movie, uh, Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Uh, Krista, do you know about this movie? This is an excellent movie. I have not seen it in 3D, unfortunately, but it would probably look great in 3D. Yeah, this is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Great 3D. This one's well worth hunting down if you can find it. This is the Owl movie, um, CG animated. Um, yeah, this is a surprisingly great movie. Like, you didn't imagine it to be great, but it's just like a really great story. It's actually a Zack Snyder movie. 
I have to like go back. Maybe I'm misremembering, but like this isn't like like cartoony owls. This is like realistic looking owls, and it not in a creepy way. Yeah, they are realistically drawn owls. They're not like too cartoonishly over the top owls. Yeah, this didn't have the Robert Zemeckis uh, Polar Express creep factor. I remember the flying segments were really great three in 3D, and the movie itself was like surprisingly really good. This one actually gets confused a lot with the Legends of Tomorrow. No, not Tomorrow. That's a CW show. The Legends of um, Christmas. The Christmas. Yeah, the Guardians. Yeah, Legends of the Guardians. Uh, Guardian, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It also didn't help that they got released together in a 3D double featured pack. So this is actually a great movie. I don't know if people remember this movie because I think it, you know, it came, but I don't remember being a big thing of toys, but I don't. Uh. I mean, it was a thing of my childhood, but I don't think it's a thing that most people know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's well worth uh, checking out, especially in 3D. Okay, so let's uh, go to the next animal movie, Alpha and Omega, about two wolves. Krista, you know about this movie? Yeah, this is like the opposite of, of <laughs> the Owls of Gahul. This is like, it, it it's like that brand of passable movie that is like slightly annoying, like not really anything creative going on there, you know? Yeah, they just crapped this out. This was something to meet a deadline to crank out. And this was the vast move from Dennis Hopper? It's also not a very realistic depiction of wolves. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I've never seen this movie. It's not a realistic depiction of anything. (laughs) All right, so how's the 3D? Does anyone know the 3D for this movie or no? It's meh. You'll you'll notice that it's not as good. I mean, 3 Animation is really easy to make look good in 3D, or you think it is. And these guys, this movie makes me rethink that. Maybe it's harder than I think. All right, let's uh, keep going. We got a few more movies here. Resident Evil Aftermath. This is uh, Paul Anderson, Resident Evil movie, a direct sequel to Extinction. And I think it's the third movie. <laughs> no, they all kind of just blend in together. It's like, is it in 3D? Okay, I'll watch it. Don't know one from the other. They all just sort of merged in my brain. They're the 3D ones, and they're the not 3D ones. Um, Paul Anderson is well known for enjoying 3D and um, filming in 3D when he can. So I, I do remember the 3D being enjoyable, but Jake is absolutely right. These movies are completely a mess to understand. Those plots don't make any sense. It just is just a mess. And it's ridiculous kind of Transformers kind of uh, bad, you know, um, movie making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically his wife in black leather uh, making moves in 3D. Uh, Mia Jovich. With some sort of zombie stuff. Chris, have you seen this Resident Evil movie? Nope. All right, let's keep going here. Uh, let's talk about The Hole. I don't know what that's about. What's that? 
Uh, it's a Joe Dante one that he shot in actual 3D. It's uh, one of Dick Miller's last movies, and as far as I know, his only 3D uh, film appearance. Uh, it's just a it's it's kind of a throwback to 80s kids movie things like Stranger Things or Explorers or Goonies. It's that type of thing, except uh, done on a lower budget, not as flamboyant. It was come out in two thousand nine or ten. It's it's a it's a decent movie with really good three D. Okay. And well worth hunting down because it never screened in the U S. and in three D and it obviously didn't get a home video release in three D in the U S. Okay, I think it's like an independent movie and it I think it came out originally in '09, but then it got a wider release in twenty ten, right? I believe. Okay, uh, from that movie, let's go to another horror movie, uh, My Soul to Take. Jake, you know about this movie? Yeah, it's uh, just standard. 3D sucks, and it's just standard. It's 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 just a it's a tip. It's just a typical horror movie, you know, quickly made, not very original. It's just there. And the 3D is terrible. All right. Uh, let's keep going here. The Cave of Forgotten Dreams, a documentary. Um, do you guys know about this movie? It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's you get to see these cave drawings up close and in 3D. You can see detail. It's something you'll never be. It's an experience that you can only have watching this disc or seeing it in a theater in 3D because the 3D you can see so much detail and and you can't even go there in person and see this stuff anymore much less this close and this detail now these caves were blocked off after filming this movie right so it's forever gone mm-hmm. yeah well one of the reasons they might do that is because People are so stupid, and if you tell them not to touch something, they will touch that thing. Yeah, and you can't use reverse psychology because they'll touch it more. Now, talking about stupid people, we got Jackass, Jackass 3D movie. Um, I've never seen Jackass 3D, but I have seen some of the other crap, and it's stupid crap. Um, I remember Jackass 3D getting a good rep, though, for being good 3D. Uh, Jake, do you remember Jackass 3D? Uh, unfortunately, I did not catch this in the theaters, and the home video relief release is in um, Anaglyph, so uh, it's the red-blue glasses, which is a shame. Now, you know, it's been 10 years, and I, don't, I think um, everyone in Jackass has moved on from that, um, but I'm not 100% sure. Jackass used to be uh, basically these guys... I think there might be girls here and there, but mostly guys doing stupid stunts and and stuff, right? Yeah, until one of them got themselves killed in a spectacular car wreck. With uh, Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, and many, many more. Bam. All these people doing these stupid things for your entertainment reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Along with uh, a whole bunch of kids on YouTube. Well, YouTube was just starting back uh, this time, so... Yeah. All right. So we were said ass. So we're talking about Saw 3D. <laughs> That's a segue. That's the best I could do. 
How's Saw in 3D? Um, Saw movies are pretty good. I couldn't... They all sort of blur into one another. Kind of like Final Destination movies. You just just kind of can't tell one movie. There's a continuing storyline. I just can't tell you where it begins and ends, which which movie. Um, I just remember the 3D being pretty good in these for conversions. Uh, Good gory effects. Uh, Not as good as 70s gore, but that was all practical. Uh, These have a combination of practical and CG um, gore. Uh, The killings are um, good, imaginative. Uh, the puppets. There's better actors in Saw movies than most of these movies get, so um, I mean, they're better than Scream movies and Nightmare on Elm Street and most um, Friday the 13th movies. I mean, they're not going to win any Oscars, but I mean, they're entertaining. Chris, have you seen Saw in 3D? Or did you Saw? No. 3D? Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's lame. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Did you saw saw? Okay. Yeah, this is getting a a kind of a a reboot uh, with Chris Rock. I don't know if it's going to be 3D or not, or heck, at this point, I who knows if it's going to ever see the light of day. Okay, so that's uh, the rest of the movies are family friendly movies. Uh, Megamind, what's this about, Jake? I forgot about this movie. Oh, this is a great movie. Um, this is about a, um, a supervillain who finally takes out his nemesis and then winds up having to, through hijinks and other things, he ends up having to be the hero. This actually kind of bombed, didn't it? <laughs> oh, it's bombed big time. This is like, this is what, like, we... We as a society failed to see the glory of this movie. It was before its time. This is this is the movie we should have become obsessed with instead of Despicable Me. Or the B movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This should have been the me movie instead of a B movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it didn't completely bomb. It made three hundred million dollars off a budget of one thirty. Um, so, but I mean, it, it could have should have been better. So. But it didn't get a second life on home video because they made the disc. The three, if you wanted to see this in 3D, you had to buy a TV and a 3D Blu-ray player to get it. What? Yeah. That's something they used to do in the early days of three, home video for 3D. You had, it was packaged. They would package movies exclusively with a system. Interesting. Yeah, this uh, Megamind was part of a five-disc. You got five movies with your set, and it was one of them. Uh, And a lot of people uh, just turned around and sold them on eBay because I can remember people paying 200 bucks for Avatar and 3D disc. I just went to the truck stop and bought a pirate. (laughs) So this has Will Ferrell, Tina Fey, Jonah Hill, David Cross, Brad Pitt's, J.K. Simmons, Ben Stiller, and more. Wow, what a cast. Yeah, oh, this is a great little movie. It's, to me, it's a better follow-up to The Incredibles than Incredibles 2. Wow, that's high price. 
I mean, I didn't like Incredibles 2, so okay. <laughs> All right, so let's keep going to animated movies. Uh, we got Tangled, the first uh, modern Disney um, cartoon, um, right? Well, the, the first oh. one that was in, in uh, 3D CGI. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I liked this movie a lot. Same. I thought it was a nice take on Rapunzel. Uh, Zachary Levi is just great as Flynn Rider. Krista, what do you thought of Tangled? Oh, I love Tangled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh, great. I just wish it had... Uh, I don't think it did poorly, but face it, next to Frozen, everything's a bomb. Yeah, and this was well received. Like this was like it felt like a DreamWorks. It felt like a parody almost, like dream, like a Shrek, but just like a better version of that. And it worked really well. Uh, did y'all saw it in three D? Because I did not. I didn't. I saw this in three D, and it was well worth it. Now I have a really weird story attached to this. Um, bear with me. So during the time, my, me and my current wife were in a long-distance relationship, and we both decided to, we wanted to watch this movie. And uh, we were on, like, Skype then, and we were watching it both on, like, a DVD. <laughs> and um, at the same time, and we just had it synced exactly at the same time so we could react to each other. And it sounds really romantic and sweet. And then halfway through the movie, it um, got an alert the president's going to do a speech. And I was like, huh? And then Bin Laden is dead. And I was like, what? And like, we had to stop the movie and we were like, wow, this is history. We had to watch this. And you watched uh, Obama talk about Bin Laden being killed. <laughs> and so Tangled and Bin Laden's death are interwoven into my brain. <laughs> That's really weird. Yeah. yeah. It was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. Well, I know my my tangled story is that I used the the song "When Will My Life Begin" to audition for something, uh, like like one of my high school choirs or whatever. And whatever it was, I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. All I know is uh, I remember going to see this not with kids, as I would usually get dragged to see these movies but with one of my disney file friends and he had an absolute meltdown about tangled why god tangled and frozen are like the two things like that just defined like my high school era because everyone was obsessed with them <laughs> and i was like whatever all right uh let's keep going here to narnia voyager of the dawn treader this is a third narnia movie not in the order. Uh, I remember seeing this. I remember thinking it was beautiful and not really knowing what's going on. Because a lot of these 3D movies, they only made like the third chapter in 3D or the second and third chapter or the third and fourth chapter. Not the entire series. And I wouldn't see the ones that weren't in 3D. See, I'm, I only saw, like, the original Narnia. I didn't... Well, I saw, like, some bits of, like, the, the other Narnias, but, like, I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, I mean, all of them are kind of... They build on each other, but they're also self-contained. And uh, this, is, this is not, like, the third 
the sequence of Narnia books because the sequence of Narnia books is insane. <laughs> like the first one released is like the fourth one, and then the second one's like the seventh one. It's it's a it's a mess. It's kind of you know not exactly to that point, but kinda. Um, but this one is the one with pirates. That's the one you can remember. You know, <laughs> Don Treader is a boat. <laughs> so I remember liking this movie more than the second movie, but um. Yeah, I remember the first movie, or was it Prince Caspian? Oh, there's so many of these. Prince Caspian was so long, I could not sit through it. I didn't understand what was going on. And I think that's what just got me off of Narnia. <laughs> yeah, The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe was the original, and that's a great, great movie. And then Prince yeah. Caspian, and then this. So I thought this was better than Prince Caspian, but not as good as the original. So, um so, Jake, you saw the 3D was good for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the 3D being good in this. I just remember it just being uh, gorgeous. And they were supposed to reboot the uh, Narnia uh, books, movies, and go back to like the original, original first one, but they never have. So it's just been, you know, a franchise that's basically dead, uh, you know, since 2010. So another dead franchise... Uh, Disney movie, uh, Tron Legacy. Oh, God, I hate this movie. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but uh, it, it was disappointing, that's for sure. Some of the 3D is really good in this, and some of it's really terrible. I don't have to know anything about this movie to tell. It was a troubled production. Chris, have you watched Tron Legacy or Tron 1? No. So Tron 1, you could, uh, it was ahead of its time. But I thought it was boring, and Tron Legacy is the sequel to that. And they had the technology then, but they I think they overdid the technology in this one. And I thought this was super slow and dragged out, and I didn't understand what was going on. It's like a clone of a program or something. And I, I don't remember the 3D being good at all. It felt like it was four hours long. I hated Tron Legacy. This... I'm not 100% positive, but this may be the the film that that sparks the invention of 2D glasses, which is where you go into a 3D film with just the left eye so you don't have to deal with the 3D. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it, it was rough. I don't remember liking this at all, and I think it was a bomb, too. Oh, it bombed because uh, Disney had such plans for this. Sequels announced, TV shows, all sorts of stuff. The animated show got made, but that was about it. Wasn't this supposed to be like a cliffhanger ending too or something? Yeah. Yeah, Tron Legacy. The thing, I just remember really liking a lot of the, you know, cycle scenes. You know, those type of scenes. And and, and the villain being uh, the young Tron. That was really the first time that de-aging stuff was kind of used. Oh, yeah. Techniques. And they, I just remember how cool it was. It was cool and creepy at the same time with Jeff Bridges talking to himself. Well, the thing is, it was perfect because he was now the bad guy, not the hero. And you can forgive some of it because it's inside of a video game, but... Uh Uh-huh. That was designed in the 80s. Like I said, there were things about this I really liked, and then there were things 
that made me cringe more than certain episodes of The Office. Okay, so let's keep going here. We've got two movies left. Uh, CG animated movie called Yogi Bear, based on the baseball player Yogi Bear Barra, right? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right, what's about Yogi Bear? What What is this about, Jake? I, I, I know the cartoon series, but I never watched this. Uh, they've taken an, uh, an old 50s Hanna-Barbera cartoon, and they jammed it into that generic, crappy kid uh, storyline that they make most of these movies out of, and they just ram him into that, and it's just awful. There's cool things about it, but this is strictly for hardcore fans or or children that are haven't developed uh, a palette of taste and will watch anything they stick in front of you but you'll be paying for a shrink because they're probably going to go that's tell their shrink this is when I first felt my parents didn't love me <laughs> watch uh, Yogi Bear Krista did you watch this or no no uh, I recommend, uh, if you have a chance to rent the disc, there's uh, there's some awesome, not kid-friendly uh, extras. Okay, <laughs> that's vague. Like, of, a, of a Apocalypse Now. Okay. And Pulp Fiction. Um, okay, so Yogi Bear... Voiced by Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake as Boo Boo. Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, as uh, Ranger Smith. Uh, you might like know. such a weird 2000s. You might remember him as Zoom on the Flash TV show. And um, Harrison and all the Harrison Wells. is. Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, Yogi Bear. This looked bad when I saw the trailers for it. I actually did like the cartoon when I was a kid. I'm not ashamed of that. It was fine. It, you know. He makes the original Yogi Bear movie look good. Hey there, Yogi Bear. Okay. Against to the last movie. Oh, man. Another turd. Oh, 2010 was such a drudge of a year. Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Oh, God. I didn't watch this, but I heard this was horrible. Yeah, it's the 3D is probably at the time it looked okay. It probably would look like crap now, but I haven't seen it since, so I don't. Rem I can't evaluate it by 2020 standards. Uh, I just uh, was like, uh, yeah, this is a mis serious misfire. Uh, Jack Black is about as unfunny in this as he is funny in Jumanji. Wait, for real? There's a movie where Jack Black isn't funny? <laughs> hey, uh, actually, I don't, most of Jack Black's movies, I don't find him that funny. Jumanji was like, he hit it out of the park with that characterization. So, um, just like... I'm, I'm sure this isn't the only Gulliver Troubles movie. Is it's based off of a Jonathan Swift 
book yeah, from the, the one 1700s. Is in the 30s. And made by the um, Flesher brothers. But Jonathan Swift was a very blatant satirist, and somehow in the like like in all the like versions of the Lilliputians I've seen, like in modern media, somehow they completely like misinterpret and completely miss the satire and just play it straight. Yeah, and add subplots of uh, romantic entanglements of characters and Gulliver's. They even did that. They even do that in the Flesher Brothers uh, version, but it's so damn gorgeous and the music is so beautiful. You really forgive it. You even what forgive. Oh, the Flesher Brothers did it. Uh, uh, Gulliver's Travels in the '30s. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It's one beautiful animated movies of all time one of the the funniest things i've read by jonathan swift which you couldn't really adapt into a movie um okay maybe you could but it would be a stretch it's called a modest proposal in which he suggests that the the way to solve our overpopulation problem and our famine problem is to eat babies uh, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the the next press conference. We get that. Okay, so 2010. Think we're living the modest proposal now. Okay, so wrapping <laughs> up 2010 here. Um, what's the best movie of 2010? <laughs> I would say How to Train Your Dragon. That's like the best movie of like the entire decade, probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we want to get to pick one each. So, Krista, what's your best movie of 2010? Not How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> I can't pick How to Train Your Dragon. Jeez. Okay. Um, what even best movie besides How to Train Your Dragon? Uh, well, Toy Story three came out that yeah. year. Trek Forever After came out. <laughs> um, cats and dogs. Me, the last airbender. Okay, I'll fine. I'll pick Megamind. All right, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> How to Train a Dragon is, is, is our uh, obvious favorite. Uh, Toy Story three is fantastic. Everyone loves that one movie. Um, but I mean, the hidden gem. Okay, that one. Yeah, rules really good. Let's put that on there. The best. Right, uh, missing like a lost gem. What is the lost gem of twenty ten? Oh, probably Megamind. French movie that I can't find. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, it may turn out to be as um, bad. Who knows? Maybe it's as bad as El Dorado, which I'm still looking for, by the way, in 3D. I got to see that movie in 3D. Uh, what's the worst movie of 2010, guys? The Last, the last Air- Airbender. Uh, with the Nutcracker in 3D, a close second. Oh man, and we got a whole bunch of crap in that this movie, this day, this year. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah we were wearing hip boots doing this show, and wading through all this crap. Yeah, I would say like half the movies are crap for this year. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's kind of good crap with that Corona 3D, but you know everything else. Woof, woof. 
Well, 2011 is not going to be much better. So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about 2010 movies, Jake? Uh, at least they didn't have corona. <laughs> All right, Krista, anything else you want to say about 2010 movies? I don't know. I don't see me getting nostalgia for the 2010s anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. But the the rest of the decade, we have a lot of 3D porn to look forward to. <laughs> Uh, you laugh, but we, there is a lot of movies like that, right, Jake? <laughs> yeah, Avatar. Uh, yeah, this ain't Avatar. Uh, we'll get to the movies when we get to them, but yeah. Uh, I think my favorite movie is 2011. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. Um, well, there's some good stuff in 2011, but the, oh my god, there's some real trash. And then there's uh, then there's the infamous trash that turn that i that ironic uh that ryan reynolds got his second wife and uh and and gave him half the jokes for deadpool all right so that's going to conclude 2010 i hope you found enjoyment in this time capsule uh of 2010 3d movies that's it for us bye bye, bye. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D and Mr. Bingo5 for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.